it's a situation where you put in the work to find, you know, clients and do the work that you really enjoy. And then it pays off in a way to where you can still have your life. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. Hey everyone, it's Emily Reagan here. I am really excited to tell you about this work from home opportunity. And this is legit work. This is not like call center spammy, scammy survey stuff. Um, This is a real position that you can do virtually. And several months ago, one of my all-star students, Whitney, which I actually recorded a podcast earlier with her, you can go check out. That would be episode number six, very early on in the show. And she talked about her experience working with a real estate agent. And this is becoming quite a niche industry for virtual assistants, both with social media and running the business admin task and then task completely specialized to the real estate world. Now, Whitney is doing a total mix of those duties, admin, real estate specific, and she's also using her digital media skills. So she's a true emblem of unicorn talent. And her interview went bananas. So many of you guys were interested in this line of work. It's perfect for you when you're organized. You've done some form of project management in your past life, whether that was organizing the soccer snack schedule, the homeroom, Girl Scouts, or in your previous job, which I think we've all done some kind of form of managing people and deadlines with our past jobs. And most of you know a realtor who needs help. And Whitney was telling us that the jobs were right. Like she was just turning down clients left and right. And you know she had kids and a husband deployed, so she couldn't take it all on. But I encourage you to go listen to that one. And then listen today because uh, a couple months ago too, I had Crystal Allen Harahel in my world talking about this job, this work as a real estate transaction coordinator. It was awesome. I actually ran into her several years ago. We'll talk about this on the the episode in a different world and capacity. And to know that she transitioned into this line of business and was teaching her friends, I thought was fascinating. She's going to tell you more about this lucrative field, what the remote work possibilities really look like. And I'm just so excited for this opportunity because I know it will be a great fit for some of you. And I myself have a lot of real estate agents always asking me for help. They have a hard job. A lot of them are mainly women, one woman show that does not sound right. And I just know so many of you would be so good at it because it takes the right kind of person. It takes a true go-getter. It takes someone who's organized a little bit type A and can set their own schedules and meet those deadlines. So this is a great opportunity. Without further ado, let's jump in to the interview with Crystal. Hey, everyone. I have my new friend, Crystal, here. She is going to talk to us about the secret world working online as a transaction <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be here, too, Emily. Thank I you. Love your voice. I want you to have a podcast, and I want you to tell me, like, happy mantras to say to myself. <laughs> I will just zone out and, like, go to a peaceful place. I love your voice. 
Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here. We had a chance to chat a little bit before we went live, and I was just saying how impressed I am with how you show up for your people and how you just make things happen. And you're so diverse in your skill set. And I think about my skill set and how like kind of narrow it is. I'm just totally impressed by you. So thank you for having me here. So sweet. Okay. I want to tell everyone how we met because this is fun and this is our first time talking face to face. But first of all, tell everyone a little bit about like where you live, what's your home life like? Like, Give us a picture of what your life is like. Sure. So I am actually a native of Las Vegas, Nevada. Only time I left the city was for my undergraduate degree and I still was in Nevada. I went to the University of Nevada, Reno up north. And currently I have a son who will be three next month. And uh, my husband and I, and my husband actually works from home as well. So it's interesting that, yeah, our lives didn't really change a lot once COVID hit because we were always at home. Um, So yeah, but as you know, because I know the ladies watching, many of them have littles at home at this age, we are busy (laughs) chasing him around. Yeah. That three-year-old, oh man, it's rough. <laughs> oh my goodness, the attitude, and he wants to control everything, and he's bossy. It's uh, yeah, it's humbling. Let me say that. <laughs> People keep saying to me, "I don't know how you get any work done." I'm like, I either plug my kids in, I I like school yeah. it in, or you know, it's it's just done here and there. It's like the nap time yeah. hustle. It's like the, the nap time hustle. Yeah. Quiet moment hustle. <laughs> yes, that's so true. That is so you just have to make it happen because if not, it just there's no perfect time, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Okay, let's back up a couple years ago because I was working for Jennifer Allwood. Mm-hmm. It managed her podcast. I helped her launch her podcast and I uh, worked on that for a while. And I actually met you, I feel like on Loom on a yeah. Loom. You were pitching yourself. Yes. And I was fielding a lot of requests for Jennifer and a lot of them were done so poorly. And mm. yours stood out. You, I think you were the first, even though we kind of know to do this, you were the first person to actually do video. I couldn't help myself. I watched you. I fell in love with your voice. And I, I wanted to find a way to get you on the show. It's just Jennifer just doesn't operate like that. You know, sure. her friends online and she didn't really plan ahead. And so like in that weird spot where I'm like, Ooh, I'm like, well, this girl came on my radar and so much so that I clicked over to LinkedIn. Yeah. Maybe even followed you connected. You really? How cool. I just remember being more curious. Cause I was like, yeah. this girl's doing something good. And you know, I had my agency at the time. I still had my mm-hmm. business, I'm still doing client work. So yeah. I followed you and that was a couple years ago. And then yeah. all of a sudden I'm, in the kitchen doing my mom thing, making dinner, and I hear your buttery voice come on. <laughs> and you're in Amy Porterfield's hot seat. Yes. I got and it took me a second because you know my mom brain is a little slow. And I, I did it. I knew you from the inbox. Yes. yes. And you have completely changed like kind of narrowed down what you were doing since I first remember you talking, you know, here I feel like I was talking to you, but I was really stalking. <laughs> but um <laughs> talking about what you're doing online. And I'm like, I have to get you in my group. I have so many smart women who are looking for ways to get online. And my path isn't the only path. I teach digital marketing skills, but you are in this realtor world, helping realtors with their transactions and selling their homes. And I already have a VA who's doing that 
from my group who is mm-hmm. the, the work is so lucrative. Like all letters want to hire me out the wazoo just for their social media. Imagine this part of the business. Yes. So here we are. That was a long setup story. But it, I love it. It's crazy. It is. I know. Yeah. Really, they were like, what, two years in between that when I pitched Jennifer, I think, to where we were in momentum together. Yeah. So why don't you fill me in on those two years and what you're doing now? Sure. So in those two years specifically, I began coaching women, just a small group of women. Because Emily, I came from that mindset that I think some of your ladies listening will connect to. When I first transitioned from my career in higher education, I was in higher ed for 10 years before starting my BA business. I was of that mindset, like, there's nothing really special about me. Like, what kind of business can I start? Because I didn't have any special talents or anything like that. So I went as a general VA when I first started. I'm like, okay, I'll just do admin. Like, I'm smart enough to figure things out, you know, eye for detail, that type of thing. Let me just start general. And I did that just actually for one year. And over the last five years, I've been specializing in real estate. And for those ladies who are thinking like, what is a transaction coordinator? Basically, we're paper pushers. So when a realtor has a TC, that's what we call ourselves for short, a TC on their team, let's say you're about to sell your home and your realtor, they find you a buyer and we go in escrow or we go under contract. There are a lot of documents that just get passed back and forth from between all the parties in the transaction. So that's both realtors, the title company, the lender. And basically you as the TC are like the liaison in the, in, in the middle of that, helping making sure that documents are being completed properly, signed, executed, and the right parties have copies of the documents. And that is basically the foundational task of the role of a TC. And so after building my business, some what I figured was successfully, I have 100% client retention, and I had really built in some procedures and processes in my business that, number one, they set me up to make sure that I was crossing all of my T's and dotting my I's. But those procedures were also built in to provide extra care for my clients. And so, and I think little things like that are what allowed me to stand apart and make me to have such longevity with my clients. But then I was thinking, I I can teach other, finally, I feel like I'm special enough. (laughs) I totally relate to this. I have something to share. Because it's working for you and you're doing well. People who need work, who would be Yes, absolutely. And and sometimes I think it can be intimidating because when you think about real estate, what do you think about? Just realtors. You don't think about any other type of work that can be done. And so a lot of people don't necessarily know about the world of transaction coordination. And so I was really happy just to come out and just even start in those two years. I started with like a beta group and then I did a membership community, created a course, but I didn't like have the course as like a standalone. But in those two years, from when we first initially made contact to this May of um, this year, when we were reintroduced to each (laughs) other, that's kind of what was going on behind the scenes. I'm always working my clients that I, you know, that I work as a TC, but then I have this other very sweet 
part of the business that I'm so thankful for that I've been able to work with women. And and I say women because I have a couple of men on my email list, right? But (laughs) it's primarily women. I'm sure you kind of feel the same, Emily. So yeah, it's been really, really sweet. I'm just so grateful for the women who I've been in contact with, and I've been able to help them get their business off the runway. Because Emily, when I started, like I didn't, I feel like we have so much now in regards to community and people who are steps ahead of us and who can reach back and help us. And I feel like either I was just maybe a little, maybe ignorant of that that could have been available when I first started. But nonetheless, I didn't have that, you know, when I first started. And so I'm so... Yeah, right. If I spent some time on it, I'm sure I have, I wasted a lot of money and a lot of time. And so I'm so happy that I can be in a position now where I can share things and say like, Hey, you don't need to spend money on that. Or yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, one of my students the other day asked me about this course. I'm like, yeah, that course is great, but Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to spend $500 on that and Mm -hmm. be able to have that vantage point and yes. I, the pieces go together and what you really don't need and what yes. you need is such is such a shortcut. I wish I would have had it. Oh, me too. A hundred percent. So how let's talk about this side of the business really quick, because a lot of people sure. know about it. I would like to know all of the things like, how did you learn it? Yes. How many clients do you have? Like if you sure. compare numbers with us, like paint a picture of what this side business is really like. The Absolutely. good thing too. Sure, sure. So when I started out, I had one primary realtor who she eventually grew a team under her. And I, I'm going to walk through the steps, but fast forward today, I am serving three realtors because some of the team members who originally were part of that team, they've went on to do different things and they weren't as high producing. So one thing that I want to say for ladies who are interested in this, connecting with a realtor who is high producing, who you see them active on social media, maybe you even see them um, you know, advertising on even the grocery carts and the grocery stores or like the free community magazines, that's a good red flag that that's someone who is really serious about growing their business and putting themselves out there. Those are the kind of realtors that transaction coordinators we want to connect ourselves with because they want to grow. And typically they are also the ones who know the importance of a team and that they cannot grow successfully alone. Bingo. You got it. Yes. Absolutely. And so I started out with her today. Like I said, I have three high producing realtors. And then there are actually a couple other realtors under one of my clients, but they're just starting out. So they're doing two or three transactions a year. Um, Not quite a lot right now. And the way that I charge as a TC is I charge $350 per transaction. And the unique thing about this role is that if you do things like I teach on how to keep yourself organized and create systems and processes, you'll get to a point where you can work more and more files simultaneously with keeping your errors down or zero (laughs) and, and keeping your clients happy because that's the point. You need to get to a point where you're so comfortable, you're so fluid, you know what to look for, while you're working transactions to where you can work 10, 15 files at one time. And the other great thing about 
this type of business is that, you know, escrows are only typically 30 days, right? Most of us have, you know, bought a home here. And uh, unless it's a cash deal, which, you know, they can be 14 days, 21 days, typical escrow with a loan is 30 days. So you kind of have like these unique little transactions that you may get, you know, some funny personalities with like the other side of the realtor. And you you take, oh, I have seen some stuff, Emily, let me tell you. Oh my gosh. We just sold two houses this last year. Being really? And we finally unloaded our first house that we had bought and just the realtor personalities alone. I mean, oh. mine is great, but the other ones. <laughs> oh, there are some doozies out there. <laughs> there are some personalities. Yeah. And so sometimes it's just, it's just comical to be on the email thread, watching them go back and forth. But yeah, you, you know, you have like these 30 day increments where you're working a file, you get paid and you just keep going. So I think that keeps it fresh in a sense that even though it's important that you have like the same process that you go through, each transaction is unique in its own way, you know? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So how did you learn these skills? Like the, the first time you did it, like yeah. what was that like? Yeah. So the interesting thing about me starting and I always share this story is I did not have any real estate experience before doing this. And so it really had to be me checking my mindset and realizing that, okay, this is something that I'm really curious about and I want to make it work. So I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to be teachable. I'm not going to be afraid to ask questions. See, that's something else that I think sometimes, and Emily, you'll have to tell me if you agree, but those of us who are, are VAs, we think because we work virtually or sometimes even our prospective clients think that because we work virtually that you just plug us in and we just take off. Like, you know, there has to be some learning. There has to be a training period. And um, it, I just had to tell myself, don't be afraid to ask questions. And what I would do with my client, I would just say, hey, I know that this is taking you extra time right now to train me and get these questions answered, but I promise you. I am behind the scenes creating procedures and I'm taking notes on the ways that you like things done. So that way I can work these files in the best way possible. And it's to the point now, and we were like, my clients and I, we don't even really communicate a lot outside of the transaction because we just are in sync. We just have a flow. I get an email that we're about to go in escrow on a new file and we just all do our part. And I really like that because it's such a back-facing role, you know, it's not front and center. And so I really like that aspect of it. But yeah, I didn't have a lick of experience. I had to just use transferable skills that I have developed over the years and just say, okay, let me figure this out and not be afraid to ask questions because I had to, because I didn't know what I was doing, (laughs) you know. Did your realtor hire you? on the spot with no experience? Yeah, you know, and this may not be as popular now, but at that time when I first started trying to grow my VA business, Emily, I didn't have a relative or a friend in business. I didn't have anyone to ask questions to. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing that I knew to do based on a little bit of research was in person. So I joined the chamber, I joined Latip, I joined BNI. I did all of those. And so my being connected to this this specific realtor who was my first client was through a LATIP meeting. And we just had a conversation and the term transaction coordinator wasn't even necessarily used. She was just saying, 
you know, I'm looking for an, a, an assistant to help me with files. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I've always loved real estate. And so I was like, let me look into this uh, a little bit more. And it just, it started from there. And, and she knew that I didn't have any prior experience. I love this because this is what I teach as well. If you network in person with your own community, you will yes. find work. Yes. They want to hire somebody they trust and that they can meet in person and yeah. they see as a real, it's not going to scam them or whatever. So yeah. going to those meetings is awesome. So I know it's yeah. a little hard right now with all the COVID. Right. Stuff, but even getting yeah. out and talking to your local business owners, not in yeah. a silly way, like you right. never know where it's going to, where it's going to lead. So that's awesome. And it's so cool that she saw the potential in you. Yes. A I'm lot so of thankful for it. Yeah. A lot of business owners, they're just, they just need somebody who's helpful mm-hmm. get stuff done and be dependable. And those people are hard to find mm-hmm. Yeah, like, all the time saying, I can't find good people. Yes. And I know we're out there. We just don't know about these jobs yet. Right. That's so true. That's so true. Emily. What are some skills from your, that you do as a transaction coordinator that, what am I trying to say here? That people should be good at. Like, what are some skills, personality traits, like what Mm -hmm. are those transferable skills that you're talking about? Sure. So some of the basic ones are you have to have an eye for detail, right? Because you need to be familiar with the contracts and know exactly where to look on the contract to see if something is off or something is missing. So you have to have an eye for detail. You have to, um, in some sense, not be a multitasker. I know that, that that may sound a little weird, but let me share what I mean by that. When you are working a file, and especially when you are reviewing documents, you need to be doing just that and not trying to do something else in regards to the file. So have the ability to be single focused when it's called for. So I for detailed, being able to focus when it when it's really needed. And then um, a person of integrity, of course, you are you are a part of what most of us in our lifetimes is our largest financial transaction, right? That's a big deal. And, you know, and there are sometimes that someone may send an email that they shouldn't have sent with a copy of a check or someone's sensitive information. And so, you know, you have to, of course, be a person of integrity and and be very professional um, with that type of thing. And you have to have curiosity. And what I mean by that is, especially for those um, of us who start this type of business without any prior experience. When I first started, I had to go above and beyond. Like, let me really read through this email. Let me see who the recipients of this email are, who should be copied on this, this type of email, what kind of documents are being attached, that type of thing. And if I didn't understand something, just taking some extra time to try to figure it out. Not that I didn't want to bother my client and ask questions, but so that way I could really have a strong understanding so I could even present myself. I could present a smarter question to my client if I did need to ask her. Does that make sense? It's, it does. And it's giving you those skills to apply to solve problems in the future. That's right. Yeah. You're just, you're more than a robot just processing. The yes. You're thinking about it and really understanding it. So that's right. Not for everybody, that's for sure. It's not. It really isn't because you could easily look at this type of role and think, okay, it's just basically a checklist of things that I need to mark off. Like, 
that's done, that's done, that's done. But there's a lot more to that. You really have to have an eye and be just, you know, curious and making sure that you're really taking care of your clients and their buyers and their sellers. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens if you make a mistake? You know, it's interesting because I'm an unlicensed TC. So there are some realtors who, you know, they have their real estate license. They don't want to be a realtor. They're actually curious about starting out as a TC so they can see the back end function um, before possibly moving into being an active realtor. So I'm unlicensed and I don't know if that'll ever change. I may get my license one day. We'll see. So what that means right now is let's say I get sloppy. <laughs> let's just say I just have a wild day. The three-year-olds. It's in your face. Doing his thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hungry, wants snacks. Like, like you're saying, your kids snacks for like the 20th time in an hour. And I forget to send an addendum to title for $5,000 or whatever, right? At the end of the day, legally, that's the same thing as like my client making that mistake, right? Because they have hired me to, as a contractor to, you know, work as like a representation of them. And so my mistakes are their mistakes. And so because of that, especially, and you can be dealing with very large sums of money. And when you close escrow, Emily, and there has been a mistake, I've done this once and it Thank God it wasn't in regards to uh, money. It was in regards to, I think, a home warranty plan. Okay. When I first started out, I, I didn't send the invoice or something like that. And when you close escrow, it's done. You can't go back and fix things like that. And so, you know, of course, there can be some serious consequences if you end up making big mistakes because you're not staying organized. Um, you're trying to do things too fast, that type of thing. And you could, you could jeopardize your relationship with your client. Yeah. And, and you, you make them look bad. You make them look bad. You make yourself look bad. Yeah. So you have to really be careful. It's like that in the digital media VA world. My yeah. troubles, my mistakes, my rushing. Like yeah. I have more mistakes than ever when I'm rushing through something or something's going to change for the 12th time at the last minute. Yes. That is on display for everybody. And they have no idea it's me. They think it's the client. That's right. It makes them look so bad. And yes. they're not, they don't like that. That's right. You're so right about that. Yeah, we have to be really careful and just, we have to always remember that we're being a representation uh, of our client and, and ourselves because we never want our client to speak to, with one of their friends or something and say, hey, I need a digital VA. And they're like, well, don't hire so-and-so, you know? <laughs> you know, we don't ever want to have that happen. We want to keep a good name for our business, especially when we're first starting out. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by my very own GIF and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into GIFs, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own GIF for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash GIF workshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. Oh my gosh. And this, this industry alone is a little bit daunting. I mean, mm. old house, you know, two houses I sold last summer, but still, I don't, I'm not in the process a lot and it has yeah. just a lot of financial terms and it's over yes. even at, like as somebody who's not licensed in anything. So yeah. it's scary to pop in there and be responsible. But yeah. so how do you help people learn this 
position? Like, what what are you doing? So right now, I have a um, course that I'm offering, just like as a standalone course. It's a masterclass. I call it the Real Estate Transaction Coordinator Masterclass. And really, Emily, it's like a business in a box. And I know that this is this is kind of your method as well, where it's you know this is not a hobby. This is our business. This is how we earn income for ourselves and for our family. And so, you know, of course, I teach how to process transactions, provide examples, how to keep yourself organized, how to keep your clients happy, how to find clients, that type of thing. Of course, that's like bare minimum in the masterclass. But we also talk about like finances and getting yourself started. You know, you don't need to spend tons of money on like accounting software when you first start that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, because those are those are the little things that if you will take care of before you start bringing on clients, it's so much easier to have those things in place than to not be able to invoice your first client because you don't have PayPal set up or something, you know, something so simple. You know what I mean? And it holds people back. It totally does. It does. Of course it does. It really does. And so, yeah, so this is my, my launch time for this digital course. And I'm really excited because it's been revamped. As I mentioned before, when you were asking me kind of what happened over those two years, this is the third iteration of this masterclass. And I think this is like, you know, one of the best versions of it where I've really added in some core examples that I know it'll click with students when they see this, like, okay, I get it. This is how this works. So I I try to, and I know you do this too, Emily, but it's like, you have to keep in mind the different learning styles. And so the visual, you know, that type of thing. So this masterclass is probably the one I'm most, uh, I'm so proud of it. And I'm really excited to just, because I know, and I know you're like this too, we get connected to our, our students and we want them to excel. We want to get that Facebook post or the email saying, Hey, I got my first client, you know? Oh yeah. yeah, That's the best. That's the best. Just so much work out there. And I like all of the, the mostly women, a couple of, but mostly women, it changes their life. It gives them freedom financially, you know, mentally, uh, from their kids or just do for them. And for some people, they're in situations where it's serious. They need to make money, get out of situations and they need that empowerment. And this is a great avenue. And taking a course like yours is the confidence it gives you the confidence so you don't start like you did and not know anything. (laughs) That's right. That's (laughs) right. Because that holds a lot of people back, especially from even signing up for my own course. Like there's people are scared. It's a new field. It's yeah. risky. But when you have somebody holding your hand and guiding yes. you through it, like you're going to be okay. You you're will. Totally, totally will. Yes. So how long does it take to get through your course? Like how, it, how long is your masterclass? It's a seven week course. Okay. Yeah. So seven weeks. And like you said, I spend time. So the masterclass, you'll have access to that for the lifetime of the course that doesn't go, go anywhere. And then the um, I have a private Facebook group. And I am in there every single week, I hold uh, virtual office hours, ask answering questions, providing clarity, troubleshooting, that type of thing. And then even just, you know, having a community to support your wins and support you when you feel stuck and that type of thing. So yeah, I I love being able to, like you say, just kind of guide and just walk alongside women 
on that journey. And, and so much of it, Emily, and I, I think that you will probably find this in your audience as well, is we as women, sometimes we need a little extra work on telling ourselves that we can do hard things, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. yeah. And so um, I'm just so thankful to be able to do that. I also see a lot of my friends who have no problem spending money on kids' soccer, on Boy Scout camp or whatnot. But when it comes to investing in themselves, they're yeah. all. Yes. And always last. Something like this can pay off with a business in a box, like you said. Yeah. It's an investment that will get you forward. And gosh, it's worth it. You are worth a course. That yes. Makes, even if it's not professional development, even if it just makes you happy. That's right. It could be quilting, whatever. Yeah, you, you just, yeah like <laughs> having passion for something in your life is just everything so much better. Amen. I agree. Logistical questions. So, sure. uh, so you could do this job completely virtual. You don't need to live near your clients. You don't. It it just so so. One thing I will say about this, I teach in my course that it is best to have clients in the same state because each state has a little bit of a different process. Of, okay, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. There there is a typical flow of a transaction across our country, but each state, they have a few different documents, you know, that type of thing. So there are some differences. So try to stay in your, in your state or wherever you like, let's say you live in Nevada, but you're from California and you have some amazing contacts in California. So you want to build it there. It's virtual. So you can do that. Yeah. And that can be a lot with military wives. Like yes. We, we might, I might know Miami really well because I lived there for three years. Yes might have more connections there than I do peer, which is totally true. <laughs> exactly. I and mean, that's perfect example. Yes. I actually have a couple of students of mine and I'm thinking of one, two or three who have real estate licenses mm-hmm. and like a great way to, and I don't want to say pivot because you bring your digital marketing skills to the table. Oh yeah. Like it could be really good for the person who wasn't quite committed to being the realtor. That seems hard to me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that is hard because you have to be the ultimate salesperson. You know what I mean? And the realtor, like at three o'clock, I'm pretty much not checking my emails again until the next morning. And I don't work weekends. A realtor, you are 24-7. There are no evenings that you have off. You may have to do an open house. Your weekends are taking buyers out to see homes. Holidays, what holidays? Like, yeah. you know. That's when people have off work and they want to see homes. That's right. It seems like a wild goose chase. And this type of work could be more secure. Yeah. Steady and way more flexible because you have, it's not like you have to get the papers out, you know, in 15 minutes. Like, right. Exactly. Exactly. You're just part of you're part of the process. And the great thing about the role of a the transaction coordinator, since we deal with the paperwork, the paperwork is tied primarily to like the title company and the lender. And those businesses don't work evenings and weekends either, typically. Oh, yes. And so that's why it's so easy for, yeah, my realtor may be out working on the weekend and may send over a contract. I'll check that Monday. Because I know that the title company and lender, they're not doing anything over the weekend either. So it works really, really well. Like, you know, yes, the realtor is making the big bucks. You know, they're they're making more than $350 a transaction. But they have to do a lot more to do that. And they've worked for it, man. They've they have. 
Yes, they have. Yes. So I have a funny story for you that's oh, it's related. So bear with me for a second. But in oh, yeah. in college, I used to do sports media relations. Like wow. that was an internship. And I got to go work the sports games and work with the press and pass out the statistics at basketball. And it was really, it was really fun. Yeah. And my boyfriend, now my husband at the time, came to visit me for one weekend. And I realized I had to work uh-huh. a football game, which is everyone's dream job, right? To sit in the press box. So I'm like, I hate this. Like, I want want to go see him. And it clicked very early on with me that I needed, especially marrying a military guy who was in and out of my life, I needed the flexibility to see him. And his career has kind of taken a, you know, second fiddle to that. But I, once I realized it, like, it changes a lot. Like, I fell into a job once where I was working TV news and the same thing happened. Mm. Like, no, this schedule is not for me. This is not the life I want. Yes. And sometimes it takes us a little bit longer to realize it. Like a lot of women here are on their second careers and they're like, I want something new and I'm not working for the man. And I want to be able to go to the beach for the day. That's right. This is, this is so much freedom. You you don't get stuck working football games. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) No matter how much you love football. But yeah, I, I totally get that. And I, I think that's the heart of it is a lot of us women, it's like, I know for me, I enjoy working. And so this is an important component of like me as Crystal, you know, but kind of just what you were just saying about, but we also want to have time for our VIPs, you know, our very important people in our life, like husbands and kids and stuff. Like you said, just to go get a massage or you know, it's it's a it's a lifestyle business. That's how I see it. Like, not to make it sound any less lesser than, but it's just it's a situation where you put in the work to find, you know, clients and do the work that you really enjoy, and then it pays off in a way to where you can still have your life. Yeah, and yeah. you work for it, but you also work for it. Are behind the scenes. You don't have. Yeah all in you don't need to be all over Instagram taking the selfies you know right you can you can find your sweet spot you can yeah I mean that's the beautiful thing and I know you say this all the time but it it is the beautiful thing about the umbrella of the virtual assistant industry there are hundreds of branches hundred I mean I'm probably being a little dramatic there like maybe a (laughs) hundred Can you imagine if we combine your real estate skills, my digital marketing skills, like what a unicorn that would be? Like we need a whole new meme for that. That would be, uh, that would actually be a pretty cool unicorn. I love that. (laughs) And, And see, that's the great thing too, Emily, thinking of what you just said, ladies who have digital media experience and, and understand what services they can provide their clients like as an add-on package. Like let's say, you know, you want to pursue realtors as a TC. You don't have to just leave all that other knowledge behind, right? You can you can say, hey, you know what, I know how to do, I can help you manage your social media. I can help you post houses that are up for sale or open houses or what have you. You can you still use all of those um yeah, those skills and just increase your earning potential. And that's totally what my student Whitney is doing, who I interviewed back in like February. And she put herself in using what she knew. Yes. Since like, it has since grown so much. All the real people in her community are coming out to hire her. And that's 
that's the smartest way to do exactly what you said. Get in with like, get in with where you fit in. And then while you are when you're in there, you can just say, look, I also know how to do this, or I'll also be interested in learning how to do this, you know, that type of thing. Totally what I teach. Like you get it. Okay. From my angle, I'm going to speak this speak because we can nerd out, but yeah. you get into somebody's like backside of their website. And then you realize they don't have Google analytics. You realize mm-hmm. that could be a driving traffic. You realize the pixel isn't right. And you make yourself invaluable. Yes. And um, it almost sounds a little bit creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm going to infiltrate your business. I have a plan. Some of the women here are bookkeepers on top of it. Like talk about the trifecta, you know, copywriters. I mean, they could plug in those hours where they're not working and make themselves useful to the realtor. Absolutely. Every realtor has a bookkeeper, needs a bookkeeper. Absolutely. Yeah. Copywriting for their website. Absolutely. So Heather has a question here. Are your realtors, are your clients only realtors or do you also work with leasing agents for new developments? So that's a good question. Right now, my clients are only realtors and the students who I've worked with, their clients have only been uh, realtors as well. Typically okay. for um, new construction, was that the question? I think, I think that's what she meant by that. Yeah, yeah they have a little bit of a, a different process where like, for example, let's say it's like a, a Pulte home or um, whatever, and they have a, a realtor on site selling the, the land and the home or what have you. Typically, those realtors are a little bit different to where you won't see them having TCs. Um, that's what I have found in my experience. So, yeah, I've done, I haven't worked with any new construction realtors. Okay. Uh, Deborah asked, do you teach your students to price per transaction or hourly? Like, how, I know you said you, you charge $350 per transaction. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the ability with that? You work up to that. And how does that work out hourly? Do you, I mean, so I I know that's a good question. And I I almost demand <laughs> my students that you don't get into an hourly situation with this. Because okay. yeah, you know, it's fair if and, and what I teach is if you want to use a negotiation strategy is say to say like, okay, your my first five transactions, I'll do 300 an hour. And I'm sorry, 300 transaction instead of 350. And then let's have a conversation moving forward about me going back to my original rate. Like you can use negotiation tactics like that, but this type of work, um, and, and that's something that I did in the beginning unknowingly, but I'm so glad that I did. You just, I don't want you having to worry about the timer with this type of work because over the, like, so for example, when I first started doing this work over a 30 day escrow period, I probably work between 13 and 15 hours on a transaction. Now it's down to about three hours a transaction. So you see how my hourly rate, once I became efficient and really like work my processes, I got those hours down. So that way I'm making more an hour anyhow. But yeah, that's just kind of my, 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 not my golden rule, but don't do hourly with this type of work. Yeah. So that goes with any kind of learning experience curve. Like it, it always takes longer, but the faster and the more yes. proficient and your level of mastery goes up and then you, you can charge more and you can do things quicker. That's right. <laughs> work to get there. It's not a get rich quick scheme. You it's not. Learn it and you do it and you do it over and over and you get good. Literally you do it over and over. Yeah. 
So I didn't tell you this, but when, when we were living in Colorado, so I only had two kids. I actually, we refinanced our home Mm -hmm. and I had a lady come to me to do the refinance paperwork. I'm sure there's smart words I should be using. (laughs) I started chatting with her her and she's like, you could do this. She's Mm like, I I think it was a hundred dollars an hour at the time. I don't know what now. And she put that bug in my ear and so I was curious. Yeah. I needed, I wanted to make some chump change yeah. during daycare hours. Well, I wasn't even using day, daycare, but I was, I was already thinking like, what could I do to just help out the family just a little bit more so I can have a guilt-free massage, yes. vacation and, you know, piano lessons, like That's just, right. extras, you know, right. and um, the next assignment we got stationed in Alabama. I went out and got my notary. I met somebody to do this work. Uh, She was a sweet little grandma. I I did what, I didn't even know this was a thing. Get with somebody who does it. Yeah. Ask questions. She was so kind. I I was going to be her competitor. Long story short, I had some health things happen and I ended up not, and we weren't there very long. I ended up not doing it and saying Jennifer Allwood. Oh, I see needed help with a media kit. I ended up home at on bed rest, but the, that job was a little bit scary because I was going to have to go meet people mm-hmm. or meet them in their home. I would go to McDonald's, but I, in my head, I'm like, how would I do that with the young kids? Like I wasn't right. quite there. Yet. So learning about what you're talking about sounds even better because mm-hmm. don't have to leave the home. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's good money. Yeah, it really is good money. And, and also I'll say this for like high real estate states like California and New York, I've seen TCs charge even more, like four twenty five a transaction, right? Because they can warrant that. And so, um, but you're right, that was something that was really important to me because when I first started in business, I was like a personal concierge, like running around town doing like dropping off dry cleaning and all that stuff. And I was like, this isn't cost effective. I need to figure out a way to work from home. And that's when I started with the general. But yeah, I knew that I did not want to leave my home. Like all of my clients, they're they're like literally like a half, like less than a half an hour from where I live. But you know, we don't we don't see each other. You know, that's just kind of how we know it works. If you don't want to, you don't have to. That's right. (laughs) For the you know people in our world, that I love being behind the scenes. Like, do not make me take uh, go on a Facebook Live with you, Emily. Yeah, the, it's it's a, it really is the best of both worlds. I think you have your small business that you're able to work from anywhere that you have, you have your laptop, and uh, you just you have the freedom of who you work with. and that is important. How many of us have some sometimes nightmare stories from previous bosses? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's a great business. I brought Crystal into the group because I know there is so much work out there. And my digital media unicorn way with the social media marketing skills is not the only way. Some of you are in this group already perfect fit for this type of job. You're organized, you're detail oriented. You might even have ins to this industry and friends who are realtors or friends of friends who are realtors. If I'm getting contacted by realtors for help, like, crazy. I know you will, if you have any bit of experience. So this could be an avenue for you. And that's why I wanted Crystal in here because I, I want to help you guys. Even if my program 
which is actually open today and the cart closes today, <laughs> mm-hmm. it might not be for you. And I totally get that. Some people might like this type of work and it's for you. And I told you, I, I was trying to find my way in too a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I told you to figure out how to make it work because I knew I needed something. Yeah. I think this would be a great solution for many. So good luck on your webinar. This has been an honor. Thank you so much, Emily. Yes, yes. Okay. We'll see you around. I'll um yeah, we'll be in touch. I want to know how it goes. I want to know your your stats and how I can help. And I'll try to do a couple posts for you too in the upcoming days when I after I close my car, I can put my head around that. <laughs> I know I told trust me, I get it. <laughs> Good luck. You all can find Crystal here in the group. She's now a member and please tell her thank you. This was so amazing. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Emily. Right. Bye, Crystal. Bye. Isn't that fascinating? I'm so glad you tuned in to learn with her. I encourage you to check out the show notes, connect with her. She's also pivoting into some coaching and business coaching because Crystal is a true unicorn and Jill of all trades. You can sign up for her course in the show notes. You can also check out her social media handles, and she has a brand new training for business mindset that you might want to check out. All of that's in the show notes. I encourage you to reach out to her if you have questions. Uh, Please use my link to sign up for her course. That's actually an affiliate link, so I can't thank you enough. I love to send women her way because I know this has such an ability to change lives, give you the freedom to set your own schedule and the financial freedom to make money during your own time. So So please go check that out. And then I encourage you to join us next week. We're going to talk about 10 tips for someone starting new in the freelance world. And I can't wait for you to hear these, learn from these. Even if you're already working in this space, you're going to learn something. So I'll see you then. If you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. Hang on. I don't have my, ah, it's not in front of me. Oh, hold on. Oh, shoot. Okay. It's right over here. Hang on. Sorry. Sorry. She's doing a mix. Whitney's doing a mix of different, of different duty duties, Ugh. but you can take her, you can sign. Oh, let me see. hold on a second. Where is the, um, oh, let me pause it. Hold on. <laughs>